Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. afternoon at the 2021 Neshoba County Fair. Welcome to Football at the Fair. Who's ready for some football? This afternoon, the Fair Association is so fortunate to have retained the services of our own Sid Salter to moderate this great event this afternoon. No stranger to moderating things here at the Shelby County Fair. Sid's going to keep it great. Here's my good friend, Sid Salter. Thank you, Scott. It's, uh, it's more than a pleasure to be here for this event, uh, a rather historic event. And I, I can't change uh, who I am or where I'm from. Uh, and I'm a bulldog, but today, but today I represent all three of these institutions and the state college board we work for, and the Neshoba County Fair Association uh, organization I respect and have been a member of a long time. So we're going to treat everybody uh, fairly. Uh, we're going to deal with this in a professional manner, and this is an event that's taking place in front of children. I ask everybody in this audience to remember that. Uh, and if you don't, I'm going to help you remember that. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Uh, we are, uh, as Scott said, uh, honored to have three very distinguished Division I head football coaches as our guests today. Uh, University of Southern Mississippi head coach Will Hall. Will? University of Mississippi head coach Lane Kiffin and Mississippi State University head coach Mike Leach. Let, let me briefly introduce each of our guests. Coach Will Hall is in his first year at the helm of the USM Golden Eagles. Coach Hall served as the head football coach at the University of West Alabama from 2011 to 2013 and at the University of West Georgia from 2014 to 2018. He also served as offensive coordinator for the University of Louisiana Lafayette in 2017. He grew up in Mississippi and attended the University of North Alabama where he played quarterback from 2002 to 2003. A second generation coach, Hall is the son of Mississippi high school coaching legend Bobby Hall. Coach Lane Kiffin is in his second season as the head football coach at Ole Miss. Kiffin formerly served as the offensive coordinator for the University of Southern California Trojans football team from 2005 to 2006, head coach of the National Football League's Oakland Raiders from 2007 to 2008, head coach of the University of Tennessee Volunteers in 2009, head coach 
of the Trojans from 2010 to 2013. He was the offensive coordinator at the University of Alabama from 2014 to 2016 when he was hired at Florida Atlantic. He was a quarterback at Fresno State during his college playing days, and Kiffin is the son of highly decorated NFL defensive coordinator Monty Kiffin. Coach Mike Leach is in his second season as the head coach at Mississippi State University. He's a two-time National Coach of the Year, three-time Conference Coach of the Year. He was previously the head coach at Texas Tech University from 2000 to 2009, where he became the winningest coach in school history, and at Washington State University from 2012 to 2019. Leach is known for building potent offenses, directing pass-oriented teams, and a spread offense system known as the Air Raid. Leach uh, helped to develop that, develop that with Hal Mummy when Mummy was head coach, and Leach was the OC at Iowa Wesleyan, Valdosta State, and Kentucky in the 1990s. Our format today will be pretty simple. I'll toss out a question and each coach will give us their take, then we'll move on to other questions. First, and I'm going to start with Coach Hall, first give us an overview of the coming season in terms of your expectations and evaluation of how your team will fare in implementing your offensive and defensive schemes. Coach Hall. Yeah, so first and foremost, I just want to say how excited I am to be here. Like all, like so many of you here, man, I'm Mississippi through and through. Uh, I love this state. I'm proud to be from this state. And it's a dream for me to be back in this state and be a head coach at, at a big-time university in this state. So we got a lot to be proud of at Southern Miss. That's something we've not talked about in some time. And we're looking forward to getting back to that and getting back to our roots. Uh, we feel like we've got a chance, Sid, to, to be pretty good right off the bat and be highly competitive in our conference and get back to winning championships, which is what we're used to doing at Southern Miss. All right. Same question. Uh, Coach Kiffin, what are your expectations for the season and your evaluation of how your team will fare in 2021? Well, I think we're excited to get a normal year, uh, to not have COVID, you know, with the stadium, be able to have a stadium full of fans and in a normal season with a normal schedule. I think um, all of our fans, our coaches, our players are excited to get back um, to work next Saturday. So um, it should be an exciting year. We'll start off in Atlanta, you know, on a national TV game. So, and uh, end with some other team. Okay. Coach Leach, same question. What are your expectations? Uh, well, I'll tell you the biggest thing is, uh, I mean, everybody's kind of covered a lot of it. Uh, you know, uh, move on uh, to have a regular year, and then, uh, you know, you've got the offseason. You have a great offseason. You're excited to see where your players are after that. So I think we're thrilled about that. And then, uh, you know, and, and then to get uh, some, yeah, as a new coach, uh, they have uh, a lot more fan involvement this year than uh, than uh, some of what uh, went on last year. Hopefully that uh, it's a smooth path and just excited to get started, excited to get to work, excited to practice. Fair enough. Coach Kiffin, 
the, the Rebels gave eventual national champion Alabama the toughest game they encountered in 2020 in a 63-48 uh, SEC West shootout. What impact did that game have on helping to convince your team and your fan base to buy into your system and support the program? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it was good to play them down to the end, but, you know, we're, you know, we're supposed to win the game, so... Um, and it'd be kind of cool if it wasn't a basketball score also. <clears throat> but we look forward to hopefully making someone punt this year, and... Um, so that, that would be exciting. Okay. All right. Coach, uh, Coach Leach, same uh, sort of question. The Bulldogs defeated the defending national champion LSU Tigers 44-34 to in the 2020 season opener in Baton Rouge in another SEC West showdown. After your first season, is the claim that the SEC West is the toughest division in the toughest conference in college football hype or legitimate? Well, I think it's pretty accurate that it's the toughest division. You know, when uh, uh, that moves around some, but uh, obviously, I, uh, currently, I do think it's the toughest division. And uh, I remember when I was at Kentucky, the toughest division uh, was the SEC uh, East. You know, you had uh, guys like Tim Couch we had at Kentucky. You had, uh, you had Peyton Manning at Tennessee. You had... Uh, uh, Quincy Carter at uh, Georgia, you had Danny Warfel at, uh, um, at Florida, and you had a great uh, player there. I wish I could, I need to uh, figure out his, the guy at South Carolina was a great uh, quarterback too. Anyway, so, and then, uh, uh, well, then you go to the, the Big 12 for a while, the Big 12 South was the best division. Then, and now here we go, the, the, the SEC West takes off in the meantime. So. It moves around, but right now, I don't think there's any question the SEC West is the toughest division, and uh, so it's exciting to play in it. And uh, but you know, the, the the good news is it's the toughest division for a reason, and and uh, you know you get to, uh, uh, states where you can get all kinds of athletes and things like that, and then you you coach and cultivate them and uh, get as good as you possibly can and do it every day. Thank you. Coach Hall, you are tasked with rebuilding a Golden Eagle football program that historically gave State and Ole Miss all they wanted on the field of play and that in most years was a real powerhouse in Conference USA. Last season, 3-7 and seven overall, sixth place in uh, Conference USA West. What's the key to beginning the comeback this season? Yeah, see, and I think the, the big thing for us is we got to get back to who we are and what works, right? There's a blueprint there that's been passed on from many generations, from Bobby Collins to Jim Carmody, Pie Van to Jeff Bauer, Larry Fedora. We've got to get back to recruiting our footprint. We've got to get back to recruiting Mississippi as hard as we can, lower Alabama, the panhandle of Florida, southeast Louisiana, and finding those kids and develop them and then building those relationships and start building our roster back with talent. And uh, I feel like we're headed in the right direction with that. And again, man, we've got a great history and tradition. We've got eight conference titles. We've played in 22 bowl games. We've had 125 players be drafted at Southern Miss. So we got a lot to be proud of. We want to sell that and, and embrace our past to help us forge forward in the future.
All right. Um, Chancellor Boyce and uh, Dr. Keenum uh, are both not here today. They are, they're on a conference call, and I don't think they're talking about the price of popcorn and peanuts uh, this afternoon. So let's just get to it. If the uh, discussions regarding the expansion of the Southeastern Conference uh, are true, what's the impact of adding Oklahoma and Texas to an already tough SEC roster have on each of your programs? I'll go to Coach Leach first. Well, they're, they're both great teams. I think it expands the footprint of the conference. Uh, you know, there's a point to where you just wait and see where the dust settles because uh, I haven't done the math on it, but, I mean, uh, there's a point to where there's teams in this conference we won't play but uh, once every eight years. I, I believe that's what it adds up to. Uh, it, it's Because uh, right now I think it's six. And then... Uh, so, yeah, there will be teams we've heard about and in, in, in that type of thing. But I, I suspect they'll split the conference or configure it in some different fashion. Uh, also, I think the ripple effect of any of that, uh, uh, you know, will be terribly exciting. Um, it, it'll be a lot like uh, when, um, you know, Boise State and TCU were in the Big East for less than six months, you know. So... It, it, it'll range from teams being there for the long haul and a uh, new interesting tradition develops to, uh, uh, like I say, some knee-jerk reactions where, uh, um, uh, you know, as, as everybody starts scrambling and, you know, some cases, uh, you know, people want to be part of the action. But, you know, they're good quality teams just like this conference is and you got to fight your way through uh, every week in this conference. And so it'll kind of be... Uh, more of the same with uh, a broader base. Coach Kiffin, same question. <clears throat> I mean, I, I think it would be great. Uh, I don't deal in a lot of things that we can't control, so I don't spend a lot of time on it. Um, but two great programs coming in and um, making already what is the best conference by far or even stronger. So um, I think it would be great. Coach Hall, uh, Coach Leach mentioned the possible ripple effects around the country. Do you perceive any of those ripples reaching Conference USA? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there'll be ripple effect all the way through everybody, Sid. I imagine it's going to touch everybody. And I've got great faith in Dr. Bennett and Jeremy McLean. They're assessing those ripple effects and what they could be as we speak. Uh, they're highly intelligent people that are driven to push Southern Miss into the best situation we can possibly be in. And uh, my big deal, you know, like, like Lane said right here, is we got a season fixing to start. And we got to get back to winning Conference USA at Southern Miss. That's our first, you know, road we've got to hope. And uh, so that's what we're concentrated on as, as a football program and letting Jeremy and Dr. Bennett do what they do with the rest of it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with uh, Coach Kiffin on this one. Uh, obviously, uh, all three of the programs represented here are angling toward a return to normalcy uh, in our fall football schedules for the fan experience to be uh, greatly improved from uh, what we had last year and from the constraints. Uh, at the same time, the Delta variant is creating a situation 
uh, and Coach, you already referenced matters beyond your control. At this juncture, after yesterday's CDC announcement and uh, additional guidance from the State Department of Health, how do you think COVID's going to affect your season this, this fall? Well, hopefully it doesn't. You know, we're, we're trying to get to 100% uh, vaccination, so um, obviously that will help with that. Um, but hopefully, um, you know, it can be as normal as possible. Coach Hall? Yeah, you know, same thing, Sid. Well, the big thing with us is we want to give our players and all our people and fan base the, the, the correct information from the health professionals. I'm a football coach, not a health professional, and don't pretend to be, so we lean on our doctors. We had more education this week with our players and hope that everybody will follow the people that are educated, you know, in those areas and do what they say so we can all, not just football, get back to living like we want to live. You know what I mean? And Coach Leach. Yeah, I don't, I don't comment on COVID or vaccines. Uh, you know, the, the, the message. Yeah. That, that is the first time he's ever said that. I don't comment on something. You stumped him, Sid. All right. You could, you could be in the middle, Will, so, you know, it's... Uh, um, okay, let's, let's move along. It's a target-rich environment. Let's talk about name, image, and likeness. Uh, I uh, have talked about this with at least one of you, and so uh, I think there's a lot of confusion out there about what name, image, and likeness is all about and what the potential impacts on college football as we know it uh, will be. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this conversation with uh, uh, Coach Hall. Uh, how is this going to impact what you're trying to do? Sid, right now, you know, it's a very fluid situation. It's kind of a bit of a moving target. Again, we're educating our young men every day because the number one thing we want to make sure they understand is, you know, to whom much is given, much is required, right? And, and so if you sign a deal or you get something, there's going to be consequences that come with that, like paying taxes and so forth and so on. So we're educating them every day. I do think for us at the group of five level, it can be a big advantage for us as we move forward because we have a real fan base. And there's very few group of five programs across this country that does have a real fan base. So we look forward to developing a strategic plan as we move through this to aid us, you know, in pushing our program forward. Coach Leach, same question. Well, you know a lot about uh, what I know about it is I read in the newspaper, and I think that's still evolving. And, uh, you know, as far as, you know, uh, what we're going to do and how we adjust to it kind of depends how it unfolds. A lot of these things, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of changes will come blowing in, and then um, <clears throat> they'll come blowing in, and it's uh, – difficult to say where the dust settles and it uh, it won't settle in perfectly and then uh, college football and the programs to, together develop around uh, a plan or a set of rules on how to handle it and then uh, once they do that you adjust but as long as uh, you know there's because there's a lot of things that go with being a professional I mean um, it's not just name image and likeness it's also you know do you have a draft uh, do you have cuts uh, do you have trades um, at any rate? So uh, I don't think, uh, you know, we've exactly hit the end of this. And I think uh, rather than make a bunch of plans right now, we'll just adjust when it settles in. Coach Kiffin. 
Well, I think it's really good for the players. Um, you know, I mean, everywhere else, you know, if you work and you get paid for it. So um, I'm glad for them. I think that I hope that there's not unintended consequences um, with it. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. And like Coach Leach said, it'll be an ongoing thing, especially in the first year. Um, I don't think anybody knows exactly how it'll end up. Let me uh, let me stay on that subject a minute, and I, I think there's uh, there's confusion on our campuses, there's confusion in our football programs, and there's confusion among our fan base. Uh, so everybody has a pretty good idea how the starting quarterback or the star receiver uh, is going to do in name, image, and likeness. What about the third team offensive guard? How does how does he fare in that system? And how do we achieve some measure of equality in that, or is equality even part of the argument? Uh, whichever one of you wants to jump on that first. Well, I don't think that I, I don't think the third team right guard is going to make a whole lot of money if that's what you're asking. Right, I agree. Um, it is what it is. Like I said, it's good you get paid for you know your performance. So. Um, it's not going to be equal, but life's not equal. Part of part of the part of the point, though, is uh, is that a motivational factor for a coach at your level, or is that an impediment to uh, you know team uh, spirit and all that good stuff? Coach Leach, what do you what do you think? Well, I think it's a potential distraction. There's no question about it, and I think that the challenge. <clears throat> is going to be to mitigate the distractions. I mean, I'm happy uh, for anybody that gets additional money. Uh, at Media Days, <clears throat> I mentioned just a thumbnail idea to think about, which, uh, you know, at the rate we uh, assign committees nowadays, heck, we ought to have uh, uh, a committee on it. I mean, uh, uh, typically they like to have committees of 25 or 30 people. Uh, because they're t determined to not uh, get anything decided. Um, but I'm thinking maybe a committee of three. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is I think that uh, uh, student-athlete, I think on the outside people think that degrees aren't uh, particularly important to uh, uh, college athletes. That's not true. Uh, then the other thing is the portal's going wild. and. Um, there's uh, about 1,500 of them that haven't found a home, and so I think they're, uh, you know, uh, bad advice or whatever in some cases, uh, uh, moving around without a place to go. So I think that, uh, um, you know, if we're going to move money around, we could uh, uh, think about um, if you sign with the school, you get, say, $150,000 if you graduate from that school. Um, and then, uh, so people get degrees, uh, people get degrees because you get, hey, $150,000 startup. Now, if you graduate early, you can go ahead and go to and transfer to another school if you want to. Um, and then the other thing, so people are going to be less inclined to go on the portal because if you go on the portal, you don't get the $150,000 at the other school, only the one you initially signed with. I think something, uh, something like that, I think you've got to look at something. Uh, that's going to promote graduation and um, uh, re reward people sufficiently so that they're less inclined to transfer. And then the other thing, upgrade the finances.
Uh, let's, let's stick with that for a second. The transfer portal has fundamentally uh, changed uh, a lot of what you guys uh, do because there are surprises at the end of the season sometimes. So uh, how do you adjust as a coach to the possibility that you get uh, blindsided somewhat by a decision to enter the transfer portal? And uh, Coach Kiffin, I'll give that to you. Well, that, that's tough. It's not as <clears throat> well organized as free agency in the NFL, you know, because of the time frame and kids being able to leave, um, you know, so late and so close to the season. So it's just a challenge we have to deal with. And, um, you know, hopefully your kids kids stay and they have new opportunities. So it's just a, just a different challenge than we've ever had. Okay. Coach Hall? Yeah, Sid, you know, I think – I think with most of it, with the transfer portal, like everything on social media today, you know, most of it is much ado about nothing, right? I think the other day there was about 5,000 kids in the transfer portal, and by the way we evaluated them, about 4,980 of them can't play, you know? So that, that, that's why they're in the transfer portal, right? Because they can't play where they're at, and they want to go somewhere else. But I think what you're going to see over the next few years to kind of you know, compound on your NIL question. With NIL coupled with the transfer portal, teams that have great cultures, teams and programs that treat people the right way, teams and programs where players know they really care about them, I think you're going to see them create an even bigger gap from teams that have bad cultures. And I think over the next few years, you'll see that gap widen even more. Okay. Uh, let's, let's change gears from transfer portal to uh, something else that's relatively new. Uh, Social media plays an inordinately large role in the lives of the young people that you coach and in the fan bases that you uh, serve and represent. Uh, is, is social media at this point uh, a help or a hindrance? And the two more mature coaches uh, have large followings, so you deal with this every day. What role does social media play uh, in your overall approach as a head coach? And I'll give that to Coach Leach. I'm not a big computer uh, guy, really. Um, I, you know, I, uh, like, for example, I mean, I've dictated some emails. I've never actually written an email. And I'm doing everything I can to keep it that way. Um, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, it's just kind of a reality. I mean, I remember... When I was uh, when I was a kid, uh, somebody do something good on the track meet and get written in the newspaper. I mean, he'd carry the article around for a month, and 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 so you know that could be distracting too, as he's carrying it around for a month. Now it just changes. Now now then now uh, you know what they uh, get distracted by is just uh, changing more quickly, and uh, so I, I think it's. Uh, it's positive as far as uh, uh, getting the right message out. I think it's negative as far as getting the wrong message out. And I think um, everybody's fighting to uh, keep it from being a distraction. You know, in recruiting, often it helps uh, once you have your team together. As uh, somebody gets sidetracked, I mean, occasionally you see somebody start playing real well, and then you can tell you know he's a little caught up in his social media because. You know he starts to he starts to fade a little and you know just kind of changes a little bit until he gets back on track. You know, so I you know I think it's it's positive and negative. It's just 
It's just a change you have to adjust to. Coach Kiffin? <laughs> I mean, I think social media is good for the kids uh, for the most part. You know, we use it because years ago we weren't allowed to text recruits, but we could direct message them on Twitter. So that's really how it started. Um, and then it just kind of became a recruiting tool. And I think people like it. The recruits, their parents, you know, come in and say, oh, we follow you on Twitter. We enjoy, you know, what you say and stuff. So, um, and I think I'm a little different. I mean, you know, I'm just kind of like a normal person on there. And you've so, typed an email before? I don't think people still do emails, but. Well, it's All a good right. thing I didn't have to learn that then. I'll just move on and I'll just move on and learn the next thing. Uh, All right. Uh, Will, you got a slapjack in your back pocket? Yeah, uh, and I'll say it. I mean, we try to use it as a positive for our program to help sell our brand and reach more and more people. Uh, do I like it? No. Uh, I think it's given the, you know, the, the uneducated sometimes coward a voice that you have to listen to but but we've embraced it uh, we try to use it as a positive with our program we try to educate our kids to use it you know as a voice to, to promote them and uh, you know it's here it's here to stay so we might as well embrace it and use it to an advantage all right uh, gentlemen we're gonna uh, in about 10 minutes take uh, some questions from our audience uh, and uh, looking forward to hearing that uh, but I want to I want to kind of go in a different direction. Uh, you spend a lot of time, particularly this time of year, talking about X's and O's and offensive and defensive schemes, all that. Uh, what are the? Uh, and I'm going to ask each of this. I'll I'll start with Coach Hall. What are the uh, passions in your life? And you have a big platform uh, doing what you do. What are the causes that you try to serve and that you have an interest in that this fan base, collective fan base of Mississippi uh, sports fans, may not know about? Coach Hall? Yeah, you know, for us, our program motto is AIE, which is attitude is everything and only you get to choose yours. And we try to implement that with our kids. Uh, we try to teach them that that's the greatest gift the good Lord's given us is the ability to choose your response and choose your attitude towards every particular situation to go chase your hopes and dreams and uh, so that's what we're trying to implement every day in our program and change lives and uh, and and be a ray of light to show a group of people working together look man we're in the south football matters you know what I mean we, we didn't make it that way but it's not changing anytime soon so if we can rally together we can impact the surrounding communities and and lift everyone up around us coach Kevin well, I really enjoy um, watching our players succeed off the field. Um, you know, I think when I was younger, so much was motivated by seeing them on the field succeed and getting them to the NFL like their dreams. But seeing our kids grow and graduate and um, come back years later and um, still taking values and principles of the organization with them. Coach Leach. Um, well, we've got a number of people on our staff because you've you got a lot of things that uh, – Cross your desk, just to be perfectly honest. Uh, uh, Sometimes, to, to first of all, uh, to sift out, uh, you know, what's good and what's beneficial uh, to your players. And there's a number of things that are um, uh, that are extremely good and some kind of obscure that you wouldn't necessarily know about unless you had some eyes on it. Uh, then others are just people trying to sell things, and then others are 
you know, people with a, a kind of a contrary message to what you want. And so sifting through it can be a challenge. My biggest thing would be don't avoid something that's uh, obscure that you think would be beneficial, uh, but also don't just jump on one because everybody else is doing it. And then the other thing that I think can be a little bit of a challenge is to gauge how much time you have for it. Because if you dilute, uh, you know, everything from the academics to on the field with, you know, a whole bunch of workshops, and that's all you're doing is going to workshops. Okay. All right. Uh, to in order to stay on track with our uh, statewide radio audience, and we want to welcome. Uh, listeners uh, on Super Talk across the state who are joining you in this exercise, let's let's give them a round of applause. All right, uh, Scott, are we uh, are we set up to begin taking uh, audience questions? Are we ready? All right, uh, Scott is going to be moving into the crowd. Uh, I want to again uh, caution you and uh, uh, ask you to respect yourself and to respect these coaches and let's keep our questions uh, positive and uh, forward focused and uh, uh, all of us have children and grandchildren out here and let's remember that as we get into this uh, and if, if that doesn't happen we will cut out question and answer and move on to another focus. Okay? Okay. All right. If you'll raise your hand, Scott will move to you. If you have a question for one or all of our coaches. Are you state or Ole Miss? Are you state or Ole Miss? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't let you do that. Thank you, Lane. Uh, we're so proud of you, and thank you for coming to our university. Uh, and we, we had a little problem with defense last year. I think you uh, alert, alert uh, you said uh, earlier. How are you feeling? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I, I feel like we can beat anybody if we can get a pretty good defense. How are you feeling so far without knowing about our, our progress of our defense? Well, the good thing is we can't do worse. <laughs> So we really plan on improving, but you know we haven't. We start practice next week, so we don't know a whole lot. Uh, we did get a lot of mid-years in. Um, had some kids that had transferred that um, you know had to sit out last year that would have been significant players for us on defense. So um, hopefully we'll be a lot better. All right, Scott, have we got another uh, question from the audience? Yes. How many Air Bowl trophies we gonna win for Mississippi State? Uh, uh, can you repeat the question? The Air Bowl trophies. What how many Egg Bowl trophies. He said, how many Egg Bowl trophies do you have so far? Uh, well, you, 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 yeah, you try to get as many of those as possible. I mean, uh, you know, because occasionally, you know, uh, you got a sideshow Bob kind of guy that, you know, gets one right off the top. But uh, uh, this is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> okay. Okay, as a 
graduate of Mississippi State, and a brother who played for Ole Miss and got my master's at Southern Miss. This is for all of you. As a first time for y'all coming here, what would you recommend to all the young kids who look up to you and look up to football? What advice would you give them starting out um, seventh, eighth grade? Who wants to answer? Any of you? All of you? We ought to ask you. You're the one with the experience with all three universities. Hey, uh, Coach Mike Leach, uh, this is Bubble Rebel Clark. Uh, what's your record against Ole Miss? Uh, what's my record against Ole Miss? Is it 0-2? No, I don't think so. Because, we beat y'all Texas Tech. Because I believe at Texas Tech, uh, we beat Ole Miss twice. I think it's two and two. I think it is two and two. <laughs> hey, can we get our facts right before we try to, like, throw a shot at them? I mean... Uh -oh. Check the internet. Ask, uh, ask Eli whether we're 0-2 uh, against Ole Miss. This Moving is, right along. This is to uh, Coach Kiffin. Uh, how is John Rice Plumley embracing his new role as possibly a slot or wide receiver this season? Well, we didn't have him for spring because he was playing baseball. Uh, he, he said the right things. Um, he's excited about it and just says what you know shows what an awesome kid that he is that he'd be willing to do that because that doesn't happen very much in this generation, you know, to put the team above self. So um, we're just excited to work with him. He's a dynamic player and um, see how he can help us win. Howdy, Tony. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to ask uh, each of you how you feel about the uh, potential of a 12-team playoff model going forward. What do you think that could mean for your programs? Let's start with Coach Hall. Well, obviously, it's a, it's a really good deal for us because it gives us a chance at it, and so we're excited about it. Now, obviously, with the with the whole conference realignment, we'll see what's going to go down with that. But but originally, when the 12-team model was announced the, and the implications of the trickle-down effect to us in our league, it would be a great deal for us at Southern Miss. Coach Kiffin? <clears throat> I think it's great. More people with opportunity uh, to play for a championship. And, you know, like I've said before, if you look at basketball, if basketball was like football where there's only four teams, four number one seeds, you know, in college basketball, you'd have, you know, you'd have much different champions over the years. So um, I think it's a great thing. Coach Leach. Um, well, I, I, first of all, I'm uh, excited that uh, our president, Dr. Mark Keenum, is in the middle of it, and, and I think uh, 12 is definitely a step the right direction. Uh, I've pushed for 64, have a whole uh, uh, format to do it quite easily where you could be done on New Year's, but um, uh, now, and, and, and don't laugh too loud because over the years, uh, we went from uh, it'll never happen to 12. And uh, so if I live long enough, it probably will make it to 64. And, uh, but I think, you know, a great time would be had by all. I think that uh, you can set the tournament however you want. I think the target number of games is 16. 
Uh, but I think the more teams involved, the more exciting it is. And I think you could easily incorporate the Bulls with regard to, uh, you know, the playoff sites and games. I, I, I don't think it's, uh, uh, you know, you wouldn't stay there the whole week. You'd stay there maybe two days. But, uh, no, it'd be exciting. It would ignite the whole country. You'd have teams from all over that don't naturally play one another, and it would be a gauntlet to get there. And I think... Uh, uh, you know, and everybody drops their jaw and says, "Well, how is this possible in college football?" And and um, and I've often advised to go down to the parks and recreation and talk to the guy that sets up the softball tournaments, and he'll get you all straightened out. Um, but uh, uh, but if you want a, a higher source, talk to the NFL and uh, Division Two One AA. I think it'd be fantastic. I think the more teams, the better. All right. I'm, I'm over here to the left. You're left. Okay. Okay, this is for all three coaches. In your opinion, who's got the best fast food chicken sandwich? <laughs> I, I feel like there's some, like, sponsor wrong question answer, wrong answer there, so um, I, I'm not going there because somebody probably sponsors us and I should know. <laughs> so go ahead. Ah. Uh, you bring up a great point, you know, even a, <laughs> even a stop clock's right twice a day. Um, I, I would have to say, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll limit it to three just to be safe here. Uh, I'd say Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, or Zaxby's. Coach? I agree with Coach Leach. All right, next question. Down, down the middle here, Sid. Got it. All right, this is from Mike Leach. Uh, I'm curious to know, if you actually had a racehorse, what would you name it? I would name it Lane Kiffin. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, I mean, uh, no, it'd be perfect. Well, you want a good you want a good name where the guy has the voice right, and then where they yell it out like the guy that lets the let's get ready to rumble guy. Honestly, I'd name it Sharon because I've said for quite some time, you know, I have enough decisions and things to think about every day that uh, remembering everyone's uh, name, uh, you know, is starting to get overloaded. Uh, so in hindsight, I should have done like George Foreman did, named all my kids one name, Sharon. <laughs> And, and then because it's a little bit like you go in a room and you yell coach and everybody turns around and you pick out the one you want. So so I, 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 I would name it Sharon just so there's less to keep track of, you know. Anybody else want to have shot at that? I didn't think so. Uh, all right, next. I'm still back here in the back. Incoming, Georgia Bulldog. Yes, sir. I'm a, the Bulldogs representing the East, but I got a question for Coach Kiffin. Uh, and Coach Leach that I think we can all agree on. I'll start off by saying that Nick Saban needs to be taken down. And I want to know how that can be done and who's going to do it. Well, Southern Miss is planning to schedule them so that they can get... I've learned my lesson about answering these things with cameras around, so I'm, I'm, I'm not answering that. But, um, 
just just happy to be here and um, appreciate y'all coming out. And I'm still waiting for Miley Cyrus to come out. Uh. All right, next question. Okay, I'm still here in the middle. Probably be the most sensible question we'll have asked today from this cute young lady right here. Um, Coach. <laughs> So say it. Say it. All right. She wants to know if Coach Leach will ride the pirate ship with her since he loves pirates so much. If she's got one, I'm there. I mean, you know, you, are you kidding me? We got two pirates? I mean, uh, how can you go wrong with that? All right, next. Coaches. I think all of us would like to know, what do you think about the Mississippi Fan House Party? The what? What do you think about the fair? Oh, it's, what's that called? What, Mississippi's Giant House Party. What do you think about the Mississippi Giant House Party is the question. Oh, okay. For Alex? <clears throat> Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's what I think about it. I, as a kid, one of the, you know, every kid, uh, you know, the favorite thing is to play fort, you know. And, uh, you know, like, for example, if your folks get a, a washer, dryer, or refrigerator, you know, you could cut some holes in it and play fort. Uh, and then, of course, you'd watch Little Rascals on TV. And then, um, well, I mean, I mean, and, and the fact of the matter is, me included, and, and probably me at the top of the list, uh, would still like to play fort, and here you get to play fort for 10 days, are you kidding me? With uh, a whole bunch of uh, entertainment, friends, and um, uh, cold drinks if you get hot. And then, uh, no, I mean, it's, 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 uh, you, get, you get a family, friends, everybody gets to play fort for 10 days. I mean, that, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, I think the fair is great. I've been here for 45 minutes so far. Um, people are awesome, um, and you know it's a it's a great place to be and home of Olivia Manning. So, all right, Coach Hall. Yeah, it's unbelievable experience. Great tradition. You see, you bounce from place to place, and you you see so many people interacting with each other and. It's uh, just a whole lot of fun, and, and man, uh, I'll be back again next year. All right, Scott. That's enough. All right. <clears throat> Getting a little technical difficulty straight. And we'll continue with our audience questioning as soon as we get to the bottom of that. All right, here we go. Check, check. Mic check. One, two, three. And if you have a question, go ahead and get your hand in there so we can move quickly to you. We've got about five minutes left before we wrap this up. Okay. Uh, my question is for Coach Kiffin and Coach Leach. If the uh, Southeastern Conference does expand and you had a preference, would you rather for it to be divided into divisions or pods, and how come? 
I, I don't. You, that's into something I don't control, so I, I haven't even thought about that, um, and I don't worry about it. Um, like Coach said earlier, we got a season coming up, so I know that's fun for you guys um, to think about, you know, down the road. So I, I don't have a good answer for you on that. He will. <laughs> well, it's tough to speculate how they're going to do it. The only thing that I would add to it is it would be. Uh, nice to see a little bit of cross-conference play as long as we're going to have that many teams in the conference. Okay. okay, we're same pod over here, coaches. Coach Hall, um, quick question. Everybody's bouncing around how everybody's team's going to do this year or how other teams are going to do in their conference. So I'd like to um, get a little bit of feedback for the USM crowd here today on what your thoughts are on that, bringing back that nasty bunch, that defense. What is your, what is your thought on the start of that right now? Yeah, we've got, we've got to get back, that back going quickly. You know, obviously, when you think about Southern Miss teams and Southern Miss tradition, you think about really physical defense, and that's something that we've tried to implement from the moment we've got there. It's a point of emphasis in everything we do, from how we recruit to how we practice daily. And uh, we're going to be better on defense than we were last year, a lot like Coach Kiffin said. We can't be any worse. <laughs> okay, coaches, I'm in the back left over here. Uh, first of all, as a current Ole Miss student, Coach Kiffin, just want to thank you um, for the excitement you brought to our program that we haven't had for at least five years. Um, first of all, I just want to say that. Secondly, my questions, okay, my questions for all the coaches. Um, considering all of y'all are, you know, relatively new in your college towns, number one, how have you adjusted and how have you felt embraced by the community around you? Well, Oxford has been awesome. Um, our coaching staff uh, has been accepted extremely well, and. Um, just great people to be around and you know I, I, I joked the other day when you know I was in California and Florida people always ask me what it's like and I'm like everyone is so nice you know and they're like well that's because you're the head coach and and you know I watch how they are to everyone else and it really is the same so um, I, I totally get the Mississippi nice thing now it's really awesome coach Leach Oh yeah, I think it's outstanding. I, uh, you know, it's 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 a lot. It's quite similar to because um, I, you know, I coached at Valdosta State for five years and then um, and got my master's in Daphne, Alabama. So it's a lot like that. You know, it's a lot like that, and it's kind of a region I've always been excited to be a part of and enjoyed it every time. You know, I've been in in. Uh, you know this region in, in the case of Mississippi just passing through the state and looking at how beautiful it is and and you know everybody likes the outdoors you know fishing hunting the whole thing and uh, I'm thrilled to be here and uh, and uh, everybody's outstandingly friendly uh, the food's incredible uh, everything's simple you don't have to plan ahead I mean uh, I, I like every part of it so does my wife <laughs> all right we've got uh we got time for, I think, one more question, Scott. One more question. Coach, 
Coach Hall, did you answer that? He didn't I'm, answer I'm the, sorry. You're absolutely right. Coach, all, go ahead. All good, Sid. You promised you wouldn't be partial. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's been phenomenal for me. You know, uh, for me and my wife, Rebecca, who's here today right over there, you know, we grew up in Amory, Mississippi, so get a chance. We lived in nine states like a lot of these guys have, and to get to move back home and raise our kids, you know, uh, very similar to how we were raised has been a big-time blessing, and we're very, very thankful for it. Excellent. Excellent. One more question. Okay, one more question, coaches, here in the center. Hey, just uh, for Coach Hall, and, and um, not I know we're out of time, so I, I grew up a preacher's kid, and I knew I didn't want to become a preacher's kid. Although in my life, I've kind of come back to that a little bit. When did you know, growing up as a coach's son, that you wanted to be a coach? I got dropped off at the field house when I was four years old. Joe Burrow's grandmother, Miss Dot Burrow, dropped me off, and I would say about three weeks after that, you know what I mean? I had a brutally honest father who's here today that told me early on, said, man, you ain't going to play in the NFL. You're really, really short, so you better figure something else out quickly. And uh, so we figured it out fast, and we've been forging forward ever since. All right. That's, uh, that's a good question to uh, end our exercise on today. Thanks to all of you for coming out. Uh, do you think you might want to do this again in the future? As we wrap up, I think we're down to about 30 seconds on the broadcast. Uh, most of you have no idea how hard these three gentlemen work every day uh, all year long, the demands that are on them, and how would you like to do your job with 65,000 people giving you advice? Uh, so let's give our coaches a round of applause. To our Super Talk audience, thank you for joining us. Have a great Neshoba County Fair. Thank you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.